Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. folks 162 games this baseball season's over what a season it has been we will go through all the things tonight I've got a few things that happened in this season to talk about the Yankees come up short of 100 but how many milestones and records and other crazy things happened for the Yankees this year everything came up Yanks it went their way in the beginning of the season they said the Yankees were going to finish third or fourth place the Yankees said no way we are the New York Yankees, your AL East division champions with the best player in baseball, MVP Aaron Judge, the new home run king, and a bunch of other talented guys that can't wait to step on the field in October. I'm so ready for this postseason run. I'm so ready to see what these guys do in this new postseason format. It's time. Right now, the Mets lead the Nationals 9-2, to bottom of the sixth. Unfortunately, last night, the Braves clinched. The Mets lost their 10-and-a-half-game lead to their rivals down in Atlanta. And that's it. That's it. But still a 101-win season for the New York Mets. Still a season where Mets fans can be proud. Mets fans can feel like it was a success. And we all know every season is determined by what you do in October when you are successful through 162 and you do get in the dance. But this is the second year, really the first full year, in my opinion, of the Steve Cohen era and the Billy Epler era and the Buck Showalter era. And the future is bright in Queens. We all can say that. I know it didn't end the right way, but I don't know. I blame the fans. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. But I do, you know, be humble. Man, there was a lot of people touching the money. A lot of people looking at their neighbors and saying, ah, you're collapsing. The Yankees were up 15 and a half games, did not collapse. The Mets were up 10 and a half games, and they did collapse. Yes, the Mets are going to finish with a better record than the New York Yankees. But the more things change, the more things stay the same. I remember when this season started, all the back and forth, all the talk, this little rivalry, this little crosstown crossover that we have here. I just was saying, man, let's, let's get into the season. 
let's see what happens when we have actual games and stats and numbers and records and data to go off of. Let's see who is who and what is what. Because, yeah, you can go out and get players and you can go out and sign the best pitcher available and go get the best manager available, but you still have to play those games. And there are other teams out there that are lining up to play those games and challenge you. And for the Mets, it's still all in front of them, right? I think the Mets are the best wild card team in the whole dance. And uh, they have a chance to stay hot here, beat the Padres, go knock off the Dodgers, and then potentially get a rematch with the Braves. But something I want to say tonight as we reminisce about the season and we think of different things that happened this year, this lockout year where, you know, the games you just saw and the games you're about to see were affected by that lockout. You know, this is a this is a new format. Nobody knows what's going to happen in October. It's different baseball in October. It's a different level. Uh, some say the best team doesn't always win in October. Yeah, well, the, the, the best team that gets hot, right, is the best. You know, it isn't about the best team from uh, April to September, October. It's about the best team in October, whoever plays the best baseball and gets hot right now. And that could be any of these teams. That could be any of these guys. That could be anybody at the plate. That could be anybody on the mound. And none of us know. And that is the fun part about it. We will have postseason baseball in New York this weekend, leading right into more postseason baseball on the other side in the Bronx. So we've got the wild card this weekend in Queens. And then we've got the... ALDS in the Bronx. It has been a long time. It's been three years since the Yankees hosted postseason games. I'll be there. I'll see you there. Club going up on a Tuesday. I can't wait just to see how these guys look, right? And for myself as a Yankees fan that has watched this team and some of these guys that have been on the team the last few years, we've watched them fail. We've watched them fail in the wild card. We've watched them advance from the wild card. We've watched them lose in the DS. We've watched them lose in the, in the CS. Nothing scares me. It's funny because uh, I find a few Mets fans saying to me, oh, you're trolling the Mets. You're talking about karma. Wait till it hits you. It can't. It can't. It can't. Whatever happens, happens. I've already lived through it. I've seen the Yankees lose World Series. I've seen the, the Yankees win World Series. There is no karma. There is, there is no wait until it comes back to you. This is fun. This is exciting. We watch the postseason every year. And at the same time, we have NFL football, and we have two NFL teams that are competing at this time of the year. In the past few years, season was over. Teams were cooked. You know, they say if you start off 0-2, 0-3, 1-2, your chances of making the playoffs are slim in the NFL. Well, the Jets and Giants at 2-2 and 3-1 and and are still very much alive and coming together, and getting guys back. And you don't know what's going to happen on any given Sunday either. So we have that. What a weekend it's going to be. The Knicks were on the court last night. The Brooklyn Nets were on the court two nights ago. They'll be back on the court again. We're starting to see our basketball teams. I know this is the mecca of baseball, or at least I call it that, but it is the mecca of basketball too. We have two good basketball teams that we're going to see. I think the Knicks are going to be good. I think they're going to be uh, you know, I don't think they're going to be top of the East, but I think they're going to be better than they were last year. I think they're going to be competitive, especially going through the year that they had last year. I think they bounced back, and the Brooklyn Nets have a ton to prove. So, like, that's exciting. Whether you're a Knicks fan, Nets fan, Jets fan, Giants fan, a Yankees fan, a Mets fan, you have something to be excited about right now. The Devils, the Rangers, the Islanders, preseason, 
those seasons kicking off. You have something to be excited about as a sports fan. Multiple things, I would hope. I don't know if you're like me. I don't just watch one sport. And I understand there's some people that are just locked in on baseball or football or basketball or one team. I watch everything. And I'm even starting to watch more hockey this season. This will be my first season going into a hockey season and keeping up with the team since I was, I don't know, a little kid. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to connect with you. You know what we'll do tonight? We'll throw to this update. We'll throw to this break. And then we'll get as many calls as we can. I'm a solo host. I'll set the table. And we won't go, uh, you know, strictly Yankees talk or strictly Mets talk. We got to share. So Mets fans, call me up as your game ends. We'll start with the Yankees talk since their season is officially over. But if you've got questions about Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson, if you've got questions about Katie and Kyrie or Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, bring it. This is what we do here at Sports Talk Radio. So call me up, 877-337-6666. My name is Keith McPherson. You've got me till 12 k.m. to a.m., a four-hour show. Let's throw the update, and then we'll get into it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, here we go, everybody. Welcome back in. Table is set. Yanks, Mets, Judge, Cole, Lindor, Alonzo, DeGrom, Scherzer, Jets, Giants. You just heard Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones dealing with ankle injuries, but they're going to go. The Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie just welcomed uh, a kid, a third kid. To the world, so he's probably not going to play, but we expect to see Ben Simmons and KD out there. And Knicks fans, how you feeling about your first look at your New York Knicks? They won their preseason game 117 96 yesterday. We know it's just preseason, 
But tell me how you're feeling. Tell me how you're looking at this team going into this season. Like I just said, I don't think they're going to be at the bottom. I don't think they're going to be a 12-11. I think they have a chance to be a playing team at the bottom of the East. I think they have a chance to compete. And that's all you can hope for. Puck coming as well. Rangers, Isles, Devils coming soon. Shout out to the Devils. Uh, just reached out or just recently talked to somebody over there. Um, I need to reach out about going over there to the Rock Prudential Center. Uh, this season, a little earlier, I didn't get in there until like February of last year. And I just went to one game and it was awesome. That's what sold me. Or no, it was January. Yeah, it was late January. Uh, the Devils rolled out the red carpet, treated me like a king. And so I was sold. I'm like, all right, I'm from Jersey. There's only one way to go. I'm a Devils fan now. So excited about watching hockey and learning about hockey and being able to talk puck on the fan. I know, I know, people don't care about hockey. That's what they say. But for some reason, there's people at these games. Uh, I watched last year, I watched the Rangers run. Seemed like a lot of people cared about the Rangers. So um, I'm definitely going to get my knowledge up and be prepared for that. There's so much going on. NFL week uh, five kicking off here? No way. NFL week five kicks off tomorrow. And uh, the NFL season rolls through faster than any season because it's just like Sunday to Thursday. You got Colts and Broncos coming up here. And some of these teams are going to be cooked. So we'll talk NFL. We'll talk Yanks, Mets mostly. And uh, we'll see what you guys have on your minds. We'll see what you guys are thinking about, what you want to bring to the table, what type of conversations you want to have. It's four hours, four-hour show till midnight. So all the sports, we're going to talk through all the sports right here on The Fan. My name's Keith McPherson. You can follow me at Keith McPherson. You can tweet at me if you use Twitter. Uh, I guess comment on Instagram. It's probably easiest on Twitter. I barely even post on Instagram. But if you want to get something through or if you want to say something or even to correct me, I appreciate those too. People that'll hear me say something and be like, no, it was this. Thanks. Thanks. Send it. At Keith McPherson, first name, last name, real name, no gimmicks. Okay, let's get to the phones. 877-337-6666. We've got a ton of people on the line, and I'm just going to go in order. Like I said, I'm not going to set this up like hour one, Yankees, hour two, Mets, hour three. It's radio. Some people may only have five minutes. Some people might have the full four hours, and uh, we want to kind of touch on everything. That's what we should do, in my opinion. Let's go to Jason in Allendale first up on the fan. What you got for us? Keith, how are you? You know, we had a we had a nice cordial conversation last night at six thirty. You took the misguided position that judge should sit. I told you that was incorrect. I didn't take that position, bro. I said I wouldn't mind them sitting him because the guy's throwing Whoa, his helmet. Frustrated. It was a little stronger, Keith. It was a little stronger nah. than that. Imagine was, me saying, you know, imagine I'm, me saying, sit Aaron Judge. I said, hey, you could shut him down in the second game. The guy looks like he's out of it. But go ahead, Jason. All right, you're rewriting history here, Keith, but okay. Nah, history was made. He played. I I did say this last night. I said he was supposed to rest, right? All the fans thought he was supposed to rest that last game in Toronto, and then he hit it. A lot of people were saying, hey, doubleheader, second game. You could give him a rest, and then he gets it done. He rises to the occasion. He's that kind of guy. Go for it. Well, that's the reason why those people aren't the – but, okay, I got the receipts. But, hey, Keith, all I'm saying is we spoke at 630. I think the position he should play. 40 minutes later, he hit 62. But here's the thing, though. But why would he sit, though? He's got six, five or six days off. Why would he sit? It doesn't make sense. You know he wasn't going to sit. You know he, he wants to play. You know he wants to be in there. And they're, they're going to give him every opportunity to get to 62. But what I was talking about was the bigger picture. 
We were getting away from what he was trying to do, right? He was in a slump. He was struggling. His approach in that first game, he was swinging at the first pitch. He looked like a guy that was exhausted. So if they sat him down in that second game, I wouldn't have been mad about it. A ton of people would have been mad about it. But the way history went, it was 99 and 61 on the record, and uh, he hit it, and it was 99 and 62 after they lost the game. Good. So I'm not a manager. I don't get to manage the team. As a fan, I, I care you. about the long term, right? As a fan, okay, I'm looking at October. You. I'm looking at a guy that okay. looks frustrated and struggling, and I'm saying, hey, it's okay. a doubleheader. It's a meaningless game. Um, I'm sure Boone took his temperature okay, and talked to him, and he didn't sit him. So regardless of all right, keep, what you well, want to hold on to, he didn't sit. No, he no, broke the record. On to that. All I, Keith, all I'm saying is that he's 30 years old, going for the home run record. He played he 55 straight games. today's game. He That's played 55 okay. straight games. He's, one of, he's, the, he's the best athlete in the world. He, I think he can handle playing the straight games. And he did. You, so, you so, tell so, for Judge to his face to sit down. What do you think he's going to tell you? I'm not a manager. Down. I'm a radio Come host. I'm, I bring conversations to the table. Well, and part of the that. conversation he, was he, he looks exhausted. <laughs> All right. Well, Jason, I just had to drop you. Um, but, like, <laughs> that's part of this, right? If I say something or I said something and you want to hold on to it and bring it back to the table, do that. That's what we do here. Uh, Every host here says things or has conversations around things, and you may hold on to one small thing, but we can bring that back. Yesterday, I literally said we were all expecting him to sit that last game in Toronto, right? They're meaningless games. Uh, They celebrated. They popped champagne. They partied. Hey, give the guy a rest. He played 55 straight games, a doubleheader yesterday. I'm like, hey, if he sits the second game, Whatever, shut him down. He's throwing his helmet. He looks stressed out. He's exhausted. I didn't expect Aaron Boone to actually do that, especially since he DH'd in the first game. I'm like, they're going to play him in the field, and they did. They put him out in right field. And who knows? If he didn't hit it in that first at bat, maybe he plays that whole game. But they did rest him as soon as he hit it. He hit it, and they took him right out of the game. Good, done, perfect. Works for me. But like I said, I'm a Yankees fan. We all understand This thing turned into a circus. This thing grew and grew and had people from the outside looking in and all of this awkwardness. He even talked about it. He said, yeah, he's like, now everybody can sit down and watch the ball game. He laughed at the fact that fans booed every pitch that wasn't a strike. And when I'm looking at Aaron Judge and his approach changing, I'm saying, what's the bigger picture here? And so when I brought the conversation here to WFAN, about, hey, maybe they sit him in the second game. I I already knew. We had the lineup. I read the lineup. I knew they weren't going to sit him. But I'm saying this guy is exhausted. He's the MVP. He's the leader of your team. Yes, we want the personal record, 62. Yes, we want the history, and he got it. But if they chose to think team, bigger picture, October postseason, in that second game of a doubleheader and sat him or maybe pinch hit him, whatever, and then let him try and do it today, and he, say he came up short, I would have been fine with that. Because like I said, he owns the, re- the the record. Yesterday I said he he shares the record. He's got the record. He didn't break the record, but he's up there. The way it went, like I said as well, he's a gamer. He did it for the squad. Like He did it so that the team didn't have to stress anymore. Look how relieved those guys look when he hit it. They all came to greet him at home plate. He did it for the squad, a leadoff homer. Let's put us on the board early. Who's the best guy to face this pitcher? Nobody's seen him? Judge. Let's see what he does against Judge. So, I don't know. But I know some of you cornballs like to hold on to little things because you try to, like, uh, I I guess, like, one-up host. We're radio hosts. 
We talk about everything, every possibility. Never did I say yesterday and go run it back. Never did I say yesterday, sit judge, sit judge. When I got on, the lineup was already out. Moving on. Mike is in Massapequa on the fan. You got it, Mike. Keith, how are you, my friend? Um, just a quick check-in with you guys. About six weeks ago, I was on with Sal Licata, and I'd like to get your opinion on this. So there was about 30 games left, and a caller had called in and said the Mets were going to win 105 to 108 games. And I was actually on hold at the time, and I, I used the word delusional, right? So he, he was aggravated about that, and he said, why would you say that? And I said, honestly, it's your middle relief. There's no way the Mets are going to win 105 or 108 games. Middle relief has hurt this team all year. They're not as good as the Braves. They're not as good as the Dodgers. And I went on to say they weren't as good as the Yankees and the Astros and maybe even the Cardinals. Well, he screams at me, right? Screams at me, telling me I'm an idiot. I shouldn't even be calling and so on and so forth. But the point that I was trying to bring out was it didn't it didn't matter how many games they won. They needed to win the division. And I had said to him, I said, in my opinion, if you don't get Scherzer for seven and the Grom for seven innings or even any starter for seven innings, when the postseason comes, you're not going to beat these other teams. They have mental relief. And, you know, I mean, unfortunately for the Met fan, they came up short as far as winning the division. But that plays a major role. And I just wanted your opinion on, I mean, do you think that the Mets are in the same category as the likes of the Dodgers, the Braves, the Astros, the Yankees? Because I want to make sure that I'm not nuts. If they hit. Now, what you spotted was a flaw. You spotted an area of weakness when a lot of Mets fans were riding high and looking at the schedule, which September featured the Nationals, a bunch of games against the Pirates, the Marlins, the Cubs the athletics, I think a lot of Mets fans and even people that weren't that aren't Mets fans were looking at September like, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk. They'll be able to win 105 games. But you as a fan that watches the team every day, you, you, you felt something. You saw something that was a weakness, and it actually ended up, you know, being exposed a bit. And like I said, do I think they're of the caliber of the Dodgers? If they hit, you know, the Dodgers lineup is ridiculous. The Braves lineup is ridiculous. The Mets lineup can be good if their main guys are hitting. And, uh, you know, every bullpen has some weaknesses. Uh, rotations have weaknesses. But for the Mets, coming down the stretch here, I don't know. It's tough how it played out. They did not win the division. They didn't win 105 games. I know a lot of people were very sure that that was going to happen, and it did not. You can't predict baseball. You know, the, 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 the worst part about it is, like, Edwin Diaz, to me, you know, and I even said this to Sal, you know, this guy was lights out. But, you know, being lights out is really meaningless if you don't get to that pitcher. You know, if you're 6th, 7th, and 8th inning and you're not able to get to Diaz, well, you know, then it, then it really doesn't matter. You yeah. know, and I'm, and I'm watching how many cylinders that the, the Braves are firing on and, and the Dodgers are. And the Padres right now, in my opinion, are a dangerous team. They're on fire. And I'm saying to myself, you would have wanted to have home field advantage and you don't have that anymore. And now you have to go through, you know, one of the hottest teams in baseball. And moving over to the Yankees for a second, you know, the Mets fans were killing the Yankees when, you know, when they lost eight out of 10 or, or whatever it may be. And the bottom line is 
we were unhealthy. Now we are healthy. I love our pitching staff going into the playoffs. I love what Severino has done over his last few starts. And, you know, if we get by the Astros, we have a legitimate chance. And I, and I want to thank you for taking my call. Thanks for the call. Something else, right, to go along with what Mike just said, a lot of Mets fans were calling out Billy Epler and the organization for what they didn't do at the deadline. He's talking about the relievers, middle relief. Well, Billy Epler kind of made you think that there was a robust market for relievers, and you got Michael Gibbons. There were a few relievers out there. The Braves went and got Iglesias. That came back to bite you. Um, same thing at the DH spot. Vogelback has had his moments. Naquin had his moments. Darren Ruff struggled, but he got hurt. You kind of hoped for a better bat at the deadline. And even with the Yankees, right? The Yankees at the deadline, if you look at their, their, their two biggest needs and you look at the moves they made, the deadline didn't really help the Yankees that much, right? They had to get Joey Gallo up here, uh, up out of here. Good. But then when Benintendi got here, he played for a month, and he got hurt. Relievers or uh, starting pitcher. They got two relievers. They got Lou Trevino and Scott Efros, but starting pitchers. They did not get Luis Castillo. That was a miss. A lot of folks were saying, this is a World Series team. If you go get another starter, you can't trust Cole you got to go get another top of the – they didn't give up what the Mariners were willing to give up to get Luis Castillo. But look at the Mariners. The Mariners were willing to give up everything because they knew that this was their year to end the drought. For the Yankees, Frankie Montas, he got hurt, and he wasn't that great when he was healthy. So the, the needs that they addressed at the deadline, both sides, like neither one actually got uh, what they needed at the deadline. And that's tough. Then you got to look elsewhere. The Yankees luckily were able to look into their minor league system and pull Oswaldo Cabrera. I don't think anyone thought that he would be what he actually is. Even showing off today, this kid can play five different positions. This kid now is hitting. He's got some pop. He's got a couple home runs late in the year. He is going to start as a rookie, as a kid that's been here for a month. He is going to start in the postseason. It's, I don't know. You can't predict baseball. No one saw that coming. In East Rochester, Dominic is on the fan. What's up, Dom? Four hours of Keith tonight. Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> what does a talk show host hate any more than somebody saying something that they didn't say? <laughs> it happens all the time. I listen to WFAN all day. It happens to all of us. But, like, the well, thing is when someone listeners. sticks on one thing – like, my whole take yesterday was not sit Aaron Judge, clearly. When I got, like I said, when I got on air, the lineup was out. I read the lineup, so there's no way. But I was talking about the bigger picture. But good for Jason. Um, Jason will never be a host here. He he got to call up and, and get his little th- uh, takes and thoughts off. Good for him. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, listeners, we don't like it either when somebody else calls and says we said something that we didn't say. So be that as it may. You know, Keith, you remember in the end of August, you may remember I was calling, you said it, it wasn't working, it ain't working. Right? Wow, yes. Remember? <laughs> and, that, and then in September, it started working. And now, Keith, I don't know if it's working or it's not working. No, we'll know, no, we'll know next Tuesday. We're going to find out Tuesday. That's for sure. We're going to find out Tuesday. Here's, here's a couple of things I see going into Tuesday, Keith. And this isn't pretty. We're going into this without a nation, without a closer. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I, I'm sorry. Cole, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'd rather have him than not have him. But, boy, I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. The guy you doesn't know. even sound like he wants to be the game one starter. The guy doesn't sound like he wants to be an ace. His 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 bank account sounds like it. But when you hear yeah. him talk, he's not talking like a guy that is ready to take the ball game one. I hear other guys that throw – just look at the Mets. Look at Chris Bassett or Scherzer, how these guys talk about the, doing their jobs and wanting to compete and wanting to be the guy and go at guys. Garrett Cole is having an identity crisis. He's a $36 million a year ace who just broke the single-season strikeout record for the New York Yankees, and he's like, nah, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I'm just here to help and do my job, and I, I want to win. But no, nah, like, you're the game one starter. We're married to that. That's why you're here. Be ready to shove and dominate. And he couldn't well, dominate listen. against the, the Rangers two nights ago. Yeah, Keith, listen, we're spoiled by Judge with his feeling about the team. You know, Jeter was that way too, of course. It was all about the team. I mean, you could go back. Uh, Thurman Munson was all about the team, you know. This guy, I feel like there's too much that's not about the team with Cole. That's the thing with him. But, you know, be that as it may, he's going to start game one. You know, hey, listen, school's still out on, uh, you know, Nasty Nestor, too, because, I mean, you know, we all love the guy. But let's see him, you know, in game two next week. God forbid if we have lost game one, what is Nestor going to do for us? You know, let's see it. And another thing, Keith, let's, let's hope that that was Seve a couple nights ago. Wow. Huh? Yeah, he. I think that. I mean, I think we can we can bank on that. He's he looks strong, confident, um, and even with Nestor, you know, these guys have slow heartbeats. Uh, Garrett Cole's heart is racing in the game. He gets a runner on, or he doesn't get a call. You know, if it's a borderline strike call, ball call, he, now his heartbeat is is racing, and then he starts to get flustered and self destruct. Nestor laughs it off. Sevy's is fired up and locked in. Like that's the kind of guy that you want, but. I don't know. Uh, may the baseball uh, guys right, be with Keith. us. We're going to need a little help. Yeah, Keith, you're right on with that because, you know, one of my favorite pitchers either, I don't know if you go back this far, I don't think you do, but was Catfish Hunter. Catfish Hunter gave up a lot of home runs. But let me tell you, when Catfish Hunter gave a home run, he just told him, give me another ball. Give me, give, just give me another ball. Yep. And that'll be the end of that. Short and that memory. Be the end of that, you know. On to the this next guy pitch. Here, this guy here, he'll give up, you know, back to back to back and. Uh, Next thing you know, a four-run lead is uh, four to three, yeah. Because he's out there angry on the mound, <laughs> and then he's not—he's not always accountable either. He's talking about our game plan, and then he'll—he'll he'll add like Higgy or Trevi into the mix. It's like, bro, that's you throwing the ball over the plate, right? And then, and then Keith, and thanks for the time. We got the white elephant. I'll probably talk to you before Tuesday anyway. But we got the white elephant in in, in the room, and that would be Chapman. <laughs> Yeah, this, expect to see yeah. him on the postseason roster. I do. He'll be on. Yep, and expect him to pitch in a, in a spot. You know, they're going to go off uh, of his experience. They're going to go off of his um, paycheck. <laughs> it is what it I is. Know. That, well, that's, that's true, Keith. They're going to use paychecks to determine some of the roster, to tell you the truth. And, you know, Keith, again, last thing, go with 11 pitchers and put a couple extra guys on the bench. Will you, for crying out loud, I mean, you think you could sneak by with 11 pitchers? Really? Is it, If you need more than 11 pitchers, 
You're losing your ass. 12, okay? maybe 13, though, because I don't know. I don't know. With, with Marinacio hurt, uh, we'll, we'll see what this week hold, holds. Wandy should be coming back. Uh, there's some other guys that looked shaky. I, I don't know, but I'm with you on that because I'd like to see the young man Oswald Peraza get a shot. Thanks for the call, Dominic. We got to go to break. 877-337, a six, a six, and then another two sixes. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Rocking and rolling. Halfway through the 8 o'clock hour, Keith McPherson on the fan. A four-hour KM to AM. Call me up. Let's talk sports. That's what I like to do what I'm paid to do here to entertain Yankees are done season over Mets are about to wrap things up I just saw Lindor come off the field and uh, we got to feel good about our baseball teams here in New York we got to feel good about what they actually went out there and did with all the hype and expectations and uh, we got to feel good about our football teams too they're 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 the complete opposite. There was no hype. There was no expectations. And so far, they've come out and impressed. And they've won games. And they've kept it going where, as a fan of these teams, you can feel like you have a season, right? That you're not out of it. That you're playing for something. And that is intriguing as we make our way through the NFL season week five coming up. So, Dan Dugan, who covers the Giants, wrote on Twitter, strongest sign that Daniel Jones will be ready for Sunday Brian Lewerke, who was on standby in a local hotel after working out Tuesday, was sent home, per source. All signs point towards Jones starting with Davis Webb as the number two, unless Tyrod Taylor clears concussion protocol. Now, the Giants are headed to London to face the Packers. You definitely don't want to put a guy like Tyrod Taylor, who's concussed, on a seven-hour flight there and another seven-hour flight back. Davis Webb is a guy that's been around. Um, There was... Reports that they were trying out A.J. McCarron and Jake Fromm. You definitely don't want to go that way. I mean, I might have just as good a shot as playing, at playing quarterback as those guys. Like, you don't want to go that way. Uh, I think Daniel Jones is going to start, but they got to change the play calling a little bit. You won't expect to see him running on a bum ankle. His ankle will be taped up, uh, maybe some painkillers, maybe a cortisone shot, something like that, so he can get through the pain but you do not expect them to be bootlegging him or having any design runs, and you don't expect him to be taking off as much. Uh, Offensive line has to hold, and Brian Dable and the Giants coaching staff has to put him in positions to succeed and just tweak the offense a little bit. Expect to see some Wildcat. Expect to see Saquon Barkley get touches, more touches. I think 
you can simply just shift the offensive game plan and say, okay, we're going to get the ball out of your hand quickly. We're not going to have you running out. We're not going to have you rolling out. Uh, we're not going to expect you to run. We'll try and play it safe. I think the Giants are in a situation where he is their best bet, and Daniel Jones knows he's playing for his job, his career, um, and all of that. So looking forward to seeing what the Giants look like in London against the Packers. It's a London game. I think anything can happen. I don't think the Packers are world beaters. Uh, we've seen them get beat. We've seen them struggle just last week. They struggled with a rookie quarterback against the Patriots, beat them in overtime. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still trying to figure it out with his new receivers. Just got to stop that run game. And I think the Giants' defense is more than up for the task. I think they can frustrate Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Jones and Saquon and those guys should be able to do enough. Let's get back to the phones. Let's see if anybody wants to talk about the New York football Giants. Evan does. Evan's in Connecticut. What's up, Evan? You're on the fan. How's it going, Keith? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I mean, this time last year as a Giants fan, definitely wasn't sitting in the same chair I am now. Right. So this is better. <laughs> so much, far, so much good. Much improvement. I mean, we don't have a gym teacher as a uh, head coach this year, so that's a step in the right direction, I'd say. No, you have coaches that know football, you know. The Maras went out and got football guys. They got football people, and these guys are going to watch film, and they're going to strategize, and they're going to game plan, and they're going to make sure that the Giants are in every game. They've been in every game that they've played so far. You can expect the same on Sunday. 100%. And, uh, I mean, the progression from Daniel Jones, I, even from week one, has been night and day. He's definitely uh, gained a ton more confidence. Uh, he's not turning the ball over, right? That was a thing yeah, that uh, everybody put on Daniel Jones. Oh, he fumbles too much. He throws interceptions. Well, he's making smart decisions with the football, and that's keeping them exactly. in games. And just from a visual standpoint, last year into the first week one, week two, he just looked terrified behind that line. I mean, I, it didn't seem like he had any confidence whatsoever, and it, he really showed that he wanted to be out there and that he was a football player this past week in particular even after that injury going back in and playing. I mean, I know he had to because Tyrod got the uh, concussion protocol. But No, I but mean, that's toughness. That's a guy toughing it out. Yeah. I can get up and take a snap. I can go back in the game. Exactly, exactly. So I know you're from Jersey and you're a big Yankees fan. And I, I heard you like the Devils as well. But what, what led to you becoming a Cowboys fan? I mean, no guidance. Uh, if my dad was around, I would have been a Dolphins fan. I'm glad I dodged that. I just started watching uh, started watching football when I was young, and when I was really little, the Cowboys won back-to-back -back Super Bowls. And then mm -hmm. when I chose them as my team, and I asked my mom, hey, can you get me this Cowboys starter jacket, hat? My mom was all about it. I guess she liked the colors. She became a Cowboys fan. My sister became a Cowboys fan. My cousin, like, I turned my family into Dallas fans. They won the Super Bowl when I was in, like, second grade. And uh, I'm a loyalty guy, so I just stayed with the same team. And it was tough growing up because everyone around you, and I lived in Monmouth County, so there were some Eagles fans down there too. As you get mm -hmm. further south in Jersey, it turns into Eagles territory. So you get people looking at you like, okay, you got the Eagles, and then you've got two teams that play in Jersey. What made you a Dallas fan? I'm like, TV, marketing, Americana, pop culture. They were everywhere. They were America's America team. team. Yeah, Jinx. Uh how do you feel about Cooper Rush? I mean, he looks pretty good. Uh, Cooper Rush, former New York Giant. Uh, he is a guy that has just been around long enough that I think he has studied film. He has got a ton of reps as a backup, and now is his time to shine. I don't think he's better than Dak Prescott, but I'm happy mm -hmm. as a Dallas fan that they're not losing games. I was ready to pack the season up. Dak went down week one. I'm like, 
I don't know if Cooper Rush can do it. They cut him, and he passed through waivers. Nobody was interested in him. Out of all of these quarterbacks, we even saw the David Blau from uh, – from the Detroit Lions, if you watch Hard Knocks, people who watch Hard Knocks know David Blau from the Detroit Lions got cut by the Lions, and the Vikings scooped him up. Nobody scooped up Cooper Rush. Nobody picked him up. So he goes right back to Dallas. That goes down. This guy knows the playbook, knows the offense, has rapport with these receivers, and he's done a good job. I'm happy with him. When I watch him play, I'm, he plays He plays like a guy that it, it, like the, the lights are not too bright. It's not too big for him. Um, and he he makes throws. He kind of more than game manages. He can make some throws. They've actually had some drops for him. So Cooper Rush has been solid. Definitely, definitely. If Dak comes back and Cooper keeps winning, what's the call? Yeah, well, Dak is a money man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jerry Jones had to pay Dak a lot of money. So he's got he's to play him, and they got to ride with him, right? If he comes back in, I don't know, week seven, and he loses that first game, I don't think they'll bench him, but I think what they'll do is ride it out. They'll they'll let Dak play, and uh, if he struggles, which I don't think he's going to struggle, then they'll go to Cooper Rush. At least you know you have Cooper Rush, but he signed a four-year, $160 million contract. Like Jerry Jones is a fool for that. Like Jerry Jones could have got Dak Prescott for much cheaper, and uh, now you, you paid him, you got to play him. Also, uh, so Waldachuk, he... Uh... He had no no hits through seven today against the Astros. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, JP Sears. We're as Yankees fans, we're gonna we're probably gonna be looking at the rest of their careers and have a little bit of regret. We saw JP Sears this year make some good starts for the Yankees, and mm-hmm. uh, Waldachuk played in the uh, All Star Futures game. You know, most Yankees fans know that name. He was on his way coming up. Now he's in Oakland, and I'm not surprised he's having success. Yeah, it was just sad. For, for Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino, uh, yeah. hopefully Trevino doesn't blow it in October. Montas, we might not even see in October. Probably not. So that trade, you got to give something to get something. It's always tricky trading with the Oakland Athletics, right? They play in the Coliseum in front of 3,000 fans. It's completely different <laughs> when they come to Yankee Stadium in front of 45,000. It's not close. You're, you're absolutely right about that. Thanks for taking my call, Keith. Have a good night. Thanks for the call. Call me up, Giants fans. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the team. Let's talk about the quarterback. Let's talk about what you think. Aaron Rodgers, he's he's beatable. I think that defense can get to him. They can disrupt some things. Yankees fans, call me up if you've seen J.P. Sears and Waldachuk out there. I mean, the Oakland A's are garbage. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. Steven Vogt hit a homer in his last game for them. That was cool. That was a cool little moment to see. But, yeah, you got to give to get. And uh, a lot of Yankees fans were talking about Jordan Montgomery. Oh, my God. You traded Monty. You traded Monty. Mm, The trade that might come back to bite us, the trade that we might look at in a year or two and say, "Uh, we got nothing out of that. And look what they got is the trade with Oakland. If Frankie Montas next year is trash, and if Lou Trevino doesn't get it done in October when he's called upon this year, there's going to be a lot of fans looking at that trade for uh, some years to come. I'm already looking at it like – I understand you had to give Oakland something. But your return on that, like Frankie Montas did not have it. <laughs> and and Lou Trevino, he's been solid for the most part. I think he's only had a couple games where he gave it up or made mistakes. But uh, they they honestly might have traded away two future aces. J.P. Sears and Ken Waldachuk might be um, aces for the uh, – Oakland A's when they get good again if they get good again I think they're going to figure out how to get good again it starts with the pitching so if they can hold those kids 
and then build around them, you never know. And we'll be seeing them, right? The Yankees are going to face them. They're going to face them here. They're going to face them in Oakland. Four years to come. Now let's get back to a different conversation. Uh, I haven't had this conversation yet. And uh, after last night, and even leading up to last night, right, I thought it was unfortunate for me. I would have loved to be on last night after the game, but the way that it went, I was on before the game, the doubleheader in between game one and game two. And then Judge breaks the record. And I'm like, oh, what a magical night. It would have been great to be on. But um, the conversation that I wanted to get into tonight was about the record, right? The home run record. The home run record is 73. The most home runs we've seen hit in a single season is 73. And I'd like to ask Anthony to join me on this conversation. And we'll uh, talk all around it down in Monmouth County. Anthony, you're on the fan. How you doing, Keith? Great. Thanks for calling up. Yeah, so David Blau, I remember him from that uh, Thanksgiving game, but with when it comes to Aaron Judge here, um, it's my personal belief that the MLB sees this as the record. And my reason for thinking that is they wouldn't be hyping it up this much if they viewed it as just the AL record. I think they're calling it the AL record to kind of get around calling it the actual record and having that difficult conversation because they were the ones – endorsing steroids back in the 90s trying mm-hmm. to save baseball um they but needed nowadays <laughs> after the I, um the not the lockout the strike in 94 they needed some juice and i think even with this year right a, a lockout another work stoppage this season they needed something to pull in casual fans or people that didn't even care about baseball like oh a historic record that has stood for 61 years i want to see this i want to go watch this so yeah, they played it up, but I don't I don't believe that they're playing it up because they think it's the real record. Uh Jeff Passan wrote an article on it and Jeff Passan put out a tweet that I I didn't really like the way that he wrote the tweet, but he basically put it out there uh and I want to read it exactly so that it's not verbatim. He said Aaron Judge's 62 home runs is a remarkable achievement. Barry Bonds' 73 home runs is the record. There's nothing else to discuss. There is a ton else to discuss. And I think he felt that, and that's why six hours ago he put out an article. And if you look on his Twitter, um, he clipped some of it, and then you need ESPN Plus to read the rest. This is what I will say to that. Barry Bonds has hit the most home runs we've ever seen in one season at 73. I don't think anyone will ever come close. But Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame. So his record is as real as his Hall of Fame plaque to me, personally. right? Because if you're not going to put Barry in the Hall of Fame which there's a lot of baseball fans that believe he should be in there. You hear the argument this week, oh, Barry never failed a drug test. Well, they weren't randomly testing him like they're testing these guys. If he is not in the Hall of Fame where we tell the story of the game, then how are we going to tell the story of the game to young people year after year and say Barry Bonds is the king? He is the home run king, the single season record holder. Some people are going to say judge, and that's what Maris was getting at, and Maris, Sweeney Murdy, said this on BX, BXB today, and he said it on the last episode too. Roger Maris, the reason that Roger Maris Jr. goes so hard is because Roger Maris had an asterisk next to his 61 because of the amount of games that it took him to do it in. Back then, he didn't do it in 154 like Babe. It took him 161 or 160 games um, to get it done. So he actually died and passed away before they took the asterisk away from his record. 
There's an asterisk next to Barry Bonds' name because of the steroid era. Judge is not going to have an asterisk. So that's the real record, if you ask me and if you ask a lot of people. But there are also a ton of people that feel like, no, it's Bonds. We all saw Bonds in 2001 hit 73 home runs. And we understand that in that era, in that time, there were a ton of guys using steroids. And you can't start to change history. You you can't start to, you know, you can't at this point start changing it now because Judge was able to hit 62. The record is 73. It has stood all of this time. Feel how you want to feel about it. Baseball likes that people are even talking about baseball in this capacity. For me, it's that you can't, for me, the MLB can't have its cake and eat it too. They want to keep the players out of the Hall of Fame, which is what they're doing. But then they can't also go and call the record 73. You, you guys are going to let them in the Hall of Fame and have it be 73 or keep it's them out and have it be 62. Also um, about the way that it's set up, though. Like, Anthony, there are guys that vote for this. And like It sucks. The baseball writers of America, these pen pushers, are the ones that decide who's in and who's out. And this year they decided David Ortiz was a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's weird, right? It's like in yeah. the same year, Aaron Judge breaks the single-season home run record for the American League and hits 62. And now all these people are like, it's Bonds' record. Bonds still has the record. It just depends who you ask and how people feel, but this is something I'll say before we move on. I feel like over time, as years go on, the younger generation is not going to care. When I was a kid watching Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, it made me pumped up to watch. It made me excited to watch baseball. It was a phenomenon. It was it was huge. It was everything that everybody talked about around baseball. I don't remember being a kid knowing anything about PEDs. I don't remember baseball saying, hey, these guys cheated to be this good. It was all just about chicks dig the long ball, watch these guys hit all these home runs. This is great. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting conversation to have for sure. I want to thank you for taking my call and have a good rest of your night. Thanks for the call. I'm telling you guys, in in 20 years, there may there may be another guy in the Hall of Fame that we think, I don't know, uh, was connected to steroids. I think David Ortiz was connected to steroids. Right? Didn't his name come up? We had this conversation months ago when we were talking about the Hall of Fame. And I, I looked at that and laughed. Like, okay, he's okay because they liked his personality. Uh, maybe they felt bad for him because he almost passed away when he was shot in the Dominican Republic. So he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But there are some other guys that just don't make it, right? And then their time expires that they have to make the Hall of Fame. The difference is, before we go to break, the baseball writers of America vote on this. And those are the guys that make the decisions, and have the final say. Major League Baseball has the final say on the records and the record-keeping. The Baseball Writers of America don't have the say on that. 877-337-6666. Let's keep the conversation going. We're not even an hour in yet. Keep McPherson on the fan. You've got me till 12. I'll be right back. (laughs) All-time classic Bob. Had to let that go. Keep McPherson on the fan. Checking back in. Getting close to 9 o'clock here. Probably take a call and then go to the break. Uh, talking all around the sports, New York City, October 5th, week five approaching. The wild card round of the MLB postseason approaching. The ALDS, NLDS approaching. Preseason basketball, preseason hockey. And then next thing you know, it's the season. We're two weeks away from the Brooklyn Nets tipping off. Like time is burning, time is moving super fast. Happy Yum Kapoor out there if you celebrate. Um, I don't know if 
don't know exactly how that works, right? Because I think you would need some type of technology. Maybe it was last night. I'm not very familiar with exactly how that holiday goes, but I know there's uh, some technology you got to turn off the TV or uh, you, you can't necessarily use electronics or something like that. Maybe they're back on tonight. So if you're back on tonight, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Call us up. And uh, you'll probably get on tonight. I'm on till 12, taking all calls, talking all around the sports. The uh, Yankees lost. They did not get to 100 wins. It's unfortunate, but it's much bigger things. They won the division. They secured a first-round bye. The Mets game just went final, and the Mets did win 100 games. Actually, they won 101 games, and they just won their last game of the season, 9-2. to And uh, they've got something to prove, right? They get a day off, and then they host the San Diego Padres for three games. That first game is at 8.07, and then the next two, Saturday and Sunday, are at 7.37. I expect that to be a home field advantage. It'll be a little windy, a little chilly for those San Diego boys to come through Queens, and you just want to see the Mets bounce back, right? It was tough to see how they lost this year. Uh, well, not lost this year, but how they lost the division this year. They won so much this year. They had the lead for so long. It was like, you know, in the bag. You thought it was going to happen. Uh, I know Salicata thought it was going to happen. I know some Mets fans thought there was no way it was going to happen, <laughs> but can't predict baseball, and here we are. Let's go to Ross in Bergen County before we go to break. What's up, Ross? Hey, Keith. How you been, man? Fantastic. Can't complain. I love sports, and the sports are sportsing. Yeah, man. Listen, you know, Obviously, a disappointing end to the season for the Mets, but I mean, look, you look at it either you can look at it in two ways. Obviously, they finish with 100 wins. You know, I, what, like four other teams in the league could say the same as the Dodgers, Astros, and the Braves. I think are the only other ones. But at the same time, man, you know, this division, I don't care how good the Braves were, you had it in the bag. I'm not saying it was over like some other people were saying, but you had it in the bag. For 175 or something days, all the Braves needed to have it for was a week, and now they're going to be off for the next four days. Yeah, and uh, I, I just think it's unacceptable. And look, you know, I get Atlanta's a great team. You know, they they had to at least have won one game down in Atlanta, but they're a good team. There's no denying that. There's no taking anything away from the Mets or, or the Braves in that series. But all you need to do is win one or two games against bottom feeders like Oakland, Chicago, Washington, and you hear, you've been hearing it all the time for the past three weeks. They couldn't belittle those teams. Like they had to take those games seriously. And all they, they had to do was win one game in Atlanta this past weekend. Even, you know? Yeah, but even if they just took care of business against those crappy teams, they, Atlanta wouldn't have been as a Right, September. I, I just went through the September schedule. That many games against the Pirates, the Nationals, the Marlins. You can't get swept at home by the Cubs. You can't you can't go that, and lose lose a game in, that, in Oakland. They're trash. So it's it's tough how it went down. I'll say this: this was the second best record the Mets ever had behind the nineteen eighty six team that went one hundred eight and fifty four. If they get bounced in the first round, even if they get bounced in the second round, this is going to be a season that Mets fans talk about forever, because it's going to be a season where you won a lot. Expectations were high. You had superstar talent. You had Max Scherzer. You had Jacob Degrom. And you didn't win a division, and you made your route tougher in October. So if they fail, I don't think many fans are going to look at this season as a success, even though it was. Yeah, and you, you even well, yeah, I, and I'm not even even really a believer in the World Series or butts mentality because there's look, there's a ten 
11, 12 really good other teams there. It's not a game even for the Yankees when, when George was going to the team. It's never a guarantee that you're going to go out there and win every year because there's right. 29 other teams competing for the same exact thing. But, you know, when you go out there and you make yourselves your, the top payroll, I, I just don't think a wild card is really acceptable. I'm sorry. You know, you there's no denying on paper record-wise it's not the same old Mets. I get it. We've Like you said, there's only been one other team in Mets history that's had more wins. But, I mean, on the field, on the field-wise, you look at, like, some of the aspects of their game. You know, their best pitchers not showing up when it matters most. And, and there's, you know, DeGrom and, and Scherzer and all them. They had, well, maybe not DeGrom for his standards, but Scherzer had a great year. Bassett, Bassett probably had a career year, I'm pretty sure. Carrasco had a solid comeback year. But when it mattered most, they came up small. And also on the offense, too. I mean, the offense just being non-existent. We saw it all year. That's what took him out of the playoffs entirely last year was the offense. Yeah, I, I don't know. And it came back. I hear you, Ross. Thanks for the call. I feel like the, the Mets will make people feel their pain, like Buck Showalter said, right? They're going to bounce back. I think they can beat San Diego. We'll see what they do with the Dodgers. We're assuming it's in, it's um, the Dodgers. The, no, it is the Dodgers. We're assuming that they'll be able to contend with the Dodgers because they were able to beat them in the regular season. Much to be seen here, and, and the verdict is out on how everyone feels about the Mets in their 2022 season. Keith McPherson on the fan. We got to go to the update. I'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 